so excited to introduce our podcast listeners to Kim Young today. Kim I've known for the past few years, and I'll let Kim tell you a little bit about herself and her profession. Um, The one thing I would say about Kim that I think everybody should know, she has, when faced with adversity, this indomitable spirit and ability to just move through and beyond. So Kim, welcome. Um, what would you add to that little short intro? Well, um, I have the blessing of being a personal trainer for over 25 years uh, in the Reno Sparks area and helping people overcome whether it's weight issues, um, maybe they're uh, upset with the way their body looks because, you know, everybody wants to, it used to be in the 60s, I want to look like Twiggy or uh, now I guess it's the, Kardashian or I want a booty or I want then you know what we have to realize is our DNA and genetics play a role in you know I mean there's only so many things you can do with your own body but you can make it uh, in the best shape that you possibly can uh, by exercise and, and good eating and get on a regime that uh, as you know you come to the gym and work out as well and how it's helped you. It's helped me feel better. I'm not sure it's helped me look any better. Oh, I um, think you look better. So, Well, thanks. Kim, one of the reasons we're doing the, the podcast is because when folks are in change, right, or they want to change, um, men and women, sometimes we get stuck, right? And it can be for a variety of reasons. So I know from just talking with you over the years that you have some really specific ideas about how to get unstuck, but I thought I'd start by asking you um, to share a time in your life where you faced a major change that was unplanned and undesired, and how you handled that. Yeah, it was uh, the flood of uh, 1997, and I was living in Hidden Valley at the time, and of course, uh, my house was at the very lowest level. The water table, you know, was always really high uh, in my yard, just gardening and that sort of thing. But when we got hit with that uh, flood, my house had over two feet of water, probably closer to three and a half feet of water inside. And um, consequently, I lost every single thing I own, except maybe the pajamas on my back. And I was able to escape with my car. It had a lot of damage, but I was able to at least fix that. Um, And when you're faced with the challenge of, okay, so where am I going to live? How am I going to pay my mortgage, rent a place, pay two power bills, um, eat, and all these kind of things? You're faced with uh, and how, where do I begin to start all over? And I thought, well, what you do is you get up and you, you I was a trainer at Swiss Training at that time. And on the weekends, I bartended uh, at the Hilton. And it was Valley's back then, I guess. Just kept going as far as paying bills, keep pressing on. And I faced a lot of challenges. Um, insurance company, well, which was FEMA, didn't want to pay and that sort of thing. Uh, but it, it turned out in a positive light because what I realized is um, all those things that I used to consider so important, like the, the, the designer jeans or uh, expensive handbags and all these things that literally uh, didn't exist in my life anymore, really weren't that important. 
and it used to be, oh, I have to have the best of this, I have to have that, and you know, and, and when you're faced with having virtually nothing, you realize that you can't take it with you when you go anyway. I mean, so all you have is yourself, and you can apply yourself in a positive light, and believe me, positive people, high energy, uh, church people that are, um, you know, really a blessing in disguise because they give you that positive light to follow and you're not in a shadow. You're always um, surrounded by positive, which brings you up. And you realize that every day I have the power to make this change and only I can do it. Nobody's going to do it for me. So, you know, you get your strength and then, of course, I think with the personal training, having my body in physical strength and good shape, then I've just applied it to my mind. So if I can make that strong as well, wow, that's a powerful, you know, a win-win situation. So talk a little bit about that because I think we underestimate how much influence our conscious and subconscious thoughts have on the decisions we make. And so we think it's a case of willpower and not necessarily mindset to begin with. So I would imagine, you know, it's easier 20 years after the flood. And for folks don't know, that flood in Reno was huge. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really took out a lot of homes and it was a big, a big deal. When you were in that moment and you recognized that, I would imagine that it wasn't like an overnight light bulb went off and you're going, okay, I'm just, I'm good, I get it. I get, I know how to go forward. I mean, did it take practice to keep your mind and work your mind to get stronger? Well, um, reflecting back on that time, I was in the best shape physically that I've ever been in my entire life. I mean, um, I was doing a competition, um, so I was physically fit. And in that physical training, that mindset, you know, you have to have a strict diet. I mean, you have to eat certain foods. And, I mean, it does. It takes a lot of uh, uh, willpower. I mean, I didn't, you know, have any wine. I didn't have any uh, coffee with cream and sugar or anything like that. I mean, it's a real, and this is every day of your life. So I already had the body and the mindset to be physically strong. So... What I did then is turn that into the brain, into the mind, because I thought, well, if I can do this with, with this body in this kind of shape, I can do anything. Because, you know, I always had the tendency to be a little uh, pudgy or chubby or, you know, that kind of thing. And, but when I, when I knew I could do this to my body, I thought, anybody, if you have the mindset. Now, I mean, you know, not everybody, and a lot of my clients are seniors, they don't ever want to be uh, an Olympian and they don't ever want to do a bodybuilding competition. But if you set your sights to that type of goal and that's what you want to do and you can achieve that, I mean, it, that's pretty powerful right there because I was able to do that for myself. So how did you work on um, applying what you knew physically to your mind? So like you talked about, you didn't eat certain mm-hmm. things, right? That all has a physical effect. Mm-hmm. And now as we're learning, it also has a chemical mind effect. But at the time, the science wasn't there yet. So did you have practices that you did that helped you get stronger um, mentally or emotionally? Did you read certain things or get supports from folks? Well, no. Um, prior to this flood, I had, ju- I had used to be married to an attorney. 
and we had gone through a divorce. And here again, now you're talking to someone who had to have every designer name brand and at that time. And I was married to a successful attorney, and actually I was going to go to law school. And then consequently our divorce, I had changed my whole mindset there and decided um, when I was starting to see some change with my body and the way I felt about myself and body image and all that, of course, is a lot to women. I felt like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to become a personal trainer and help other women feel like I, I just was feeling good about myself, you know? And I thought, this is having a positive effect on my entire life, even though, you know, I'm not saying, I mean, divorce is horrible. It's like, if you've ever been through one, it's just, it's not a good time emotionally or anything in your life. But this helped to get me through the divorce. And when I was <clears throat> in therapy, because I thought, you know, I really, really need to get my head straight on this whole situation. And and I was blaming my ex-husband. Oh, he doesn't make me happy. And I was, and I was seeing a counselor who was just absolutely wonderful. And she said, you know, hey, back it up there, sister, just a minute. What did you just say? And I said, well, he doesn't make me happy. And she said, uh, that's not his job. Big eye opener. I'm like, oh God, I can't blame him for that. <laughs> I have to accept this for myself. And then once you start getting into yourself and you think, that's right. I have to be responsible for my own life, my own happiness, my own body. Everything that happens with me is about me. And I have the power to change it. So that's where that all came in as far as, well, um, the mind and, and my body image and all that was all changing in a positive light. So that was before the flood. So you were already kind of set up to be able to handle that extra devastation, if you will. Absolutely. And if that had happened at another time in my life, um, I don't know if I would have, you know, come out of it the way I did. But boy, I'm telling you, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that, that I, in my life that have happened that it's just not chance. There's a power mightier than us that's, I think, says, okay, well, you know, this is, this is how this is going to unfold. And it, it, you know, and it did. It just was, it, it enabled me to get through that part of my life and has helped me with a lot of other turmoil that happens in our life. So that's one of the pieces <clears throat> of, of advice you've been given was to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because, I mean, have you ever been around somebody that says, oh, you know, I can't do this or, or you know, because my parents did this or and this happened and I can't, you know, I, oh, I just can't, I won't. I And it, it's like... Oh, I'm really having a bad day. And then their bad day turns. And says, oh, I'm really having a bad week, Kim. Oh, no, I'm having a bad month. And then pretty soon they're having a bad life. And you just go, you know, you have got to change this, you know, the negative. Um, and just realize that there's a positive. You have a beautiful life. Every day is a different day. Wake up and, and find something positive about it. You know, whatever it may be. Just find something and then focus on that rather than dwelling on the negative and if you get around a whole bunch of people and then pretty soon you just feel like my gosh you guys listen to you and look at the sun is shining look how beautiful the birds are chirping enjoy what's what's out there because you know what you never know what tomorrow is going to bring you don't you don't i mean you really don't so how has um all of this past, you have now recently gone through another change in your business. You've changed your business structure. I have. Um, pretty significantly. And 
there were some doubts a few months back, and you faced some of your own challenges too, right? Um, yeah, I <clears throat> was working um, in the gym, and uh, you know, when you're a business owner, you have, of course, a lot of business expenses, and and you know, I was working 12 hours, not consecutively, but a 12-hour day. I mean, in other words, I go in at seven, I get off at seven. And I'd have time in between, but it was all of that running and this and that. And, and, and I just thought, you know, there's got to be something else to this because I'm not having time to enjoy my family, my um, dogs, my home. Uh, so I thought, well, let's see, what can we do? Well, let's open up a gym in the house and just have people come, you know, just... A select amount of clients and um, do a semi-retirement. You're a concierge trainer now. <laughs> well, it is. It's, it's kind of like that, yeah. right? It's just it's not so overwhelming. But when you decided to do that, did you get pushback from people who didn't want you to be different than you had been? Yeah, I mean, people are saying, oh, I think you're making a big mistake, and I would never do that, and what if nobody comes? And I said, well, you know... Um, I'll face that challenge if that's the case, but there's always, you know, another avenue that could open. I mean, when one door closes, I was taught, another door will always open. So um, I'm very fortunate that didn't happen to me, and um, things are just now getting underway, and um, I'm so much happier in the fact that I have more time for my family and people I love, and uh, and myself, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. And you know how we are, we as women, you're, you're a wife, you're a sister, you're a, a daughter, you know, you're a mother, and you, we always put everybody first and put ourselves last. And you have to start thinking about, if, if I'm not good for me, I can't be good for anybody, so I have to take care of myself. I have to work out, I have to eat healthy, I have to have a healthy mind. Um, in order to wear all those hats that all we women wear, you know. So, yeah. So when, um, with the transition, and I know from our conversations that it was a little, not, I wouldn't say nerve-wracking, but, you know, there were people who liked Kim being Kim, the Kim they knew, mm -hmm. right? I'll see Kim at this time, in this place, in this way, on these days. Mm -hmm. right. um, and even the um, other businesses that you deal with. Mm -hmm. So it must feel both um, extremely freeing mm -hmm. to know you've stepped out and yes. it's worked out as you had hoped, mm -hmm. um, or maybe even better than you had hoped sooner. Absolutely. Was there any hesitation there for you once you made the decision? Oh gosh, yes. Um, I had a little bit of a panic attack. Only um, I thought, why are you questioning yourself? You know what you can do, um, and you know what you've been trained to do. And I believe that's what I was put on this earth to do, is to help people uh, work out and work with their prior injuries or surgeries and get them rehab back into a, a great life again. Um, but we're creatures of habit. You know, it's so hard to step out of the box and think out of the box. And it is, it is. A, it's a very, I did have a couple of heart-pounding moments like, 
what am I doing? Oh yeah, no, I know what I'm doing, or do I know what I'm doing? But it turned out even better than I thought. So, you know, here again, I, the higher power always, I think, has a, a plan for us. And it's a matter of you just putting, you know, you're applying yourself. And you know what you can do. You know, by this time in my life, so I'm 61, um, I've been around a while, and we know what, we, what we're capable of doing. You know, you would agree, right? Sure. I would totally agree. <laughs> I'm only smiling because it's that self-doubt mm -hmm. that makes us pause, right. but it's the step forward that makes it possible, mm -hmm. right? So it's really a choice between not acting and staying where you are. Life will still happen, right. and the stuff we don't want to happen will still happen because we can't control life, or we can step out and see what happens. Right and go, oh, interesting. Right, and the thing is, like, for me, I thought, if I never do this, I'll always beat myself up mentally, like, I should have done that, I just, but I was scared, or I had doubts about myself, and I thought, why am I having these doubts when um, I'm just gonna step out of the box and try it? If I never try, I can't say, well, I've ever succeeded or I ever failed, because I never tried it. So I think a lot of times, you just need to give just trust in yourself, you know, and, and step out of the box and just kind of let that fear thing not guide you, but put it in the back burner and go forward. I was talking to a gal who actually, we were talking about fear, and she says it's for her like a little miniature jab of the hut. <laughs> she goes, I just have a conversation with it like, what is it? Tell me what your concerns are. And she goes, I just acknowledge it, but keep on going, you know, so mm -hmm. instead of letting it stop dictate your life yeah yeah and so Kim as we come towards the end of this um, I can imagine there may be other women who want to reach out to you either because they want to get advice from you on even if they don't live in our area like what would you suggest they do or how would they go forward if they had a business similar to yours and they wanted to transition uh -huh. or if they've Maybe they're afraid that they can't go to a trainer. They may even go to a gym but feel too um, self-conscious to ask to have someone help them or feel like, well, that's for serious athletes, not just your everyday, yeah, work. People like me, Sarah Box, a regular <laughs> everyday person. I'm going, what are you doing with the trainer? I'm going, because it's accountable. Well, I have to show up. I, you know, it's so funny. I have so many ladies over the years who... Um, have actually said, I actually hate exercise. I said, oh, that's not a good word because hate and won't and can't, you know. But I, that they really said, if I don't have an appointment with you, I won't come. And then it's, it's what I love to see is when uh, you really get to know a person and you can talk with them and they're having a good time while they're exercising. I said, look at that, you're actually laughing and smiling. It's just, well, I'm starting to enjoy this because I enjoy our conversations and I can get through it and then you know pretty soon uh, they're working out and they'll even come in on their own words before they had the fear or they think everybody's the bodybuilder or or you know people will stare at them but people are so into doing their own thing they're not paying attention but you now here again we women we have this body image a lot of women I'm not saying all women but um, many and, yeah many and they're afraid to make that first step into that gym uh, but yes, I would love for anybody to reach out to me and 
Um, I can tell them how they could get started or, you know, what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. I can give them some advice on, uh, like, there's a lot of gyms around that are more uh, youth-oriented. And, you know, if they're older and they're seniors, you know, there's other places, too, that have senior fitness and that kind of stuff where you feel safe and you're with you know, people in your own age group, or maybe you've had surgeries or a hip replacement, knee replacement, or something, you know, as we age, unfortunately, a lot of things happen to us, so you want to make sure that, you know, you're not going to get injured, and uh, first and foremost, most important, and then secondly, yeah, you don't want to feel like you're not going to be comfortable in an environment, or that everybody may be looking at you and you know really nobody's paying attention they just have to get to the workout and get out the door <laughs> it's it's an eye-opener when you realize nobody really cares about you <laughs> yeah. no, they want to know you're upright on right. a machine like you're not passed yes. out you're right. safe and everything but honestly people are doing their own thing right they might wave at you but they're not there for social right and the thing is you know they everybody has a time restraint you know limits and we're so busy in hectic lifestyles these days that really you don't you're not paying attention to what anybody else is doing, except you need to get in and get your own thing done and, and get out the yeah, door. Yeah, get out the door. Well, um, for folks who are listening, you can reach Kim at Trainer Chick Kim. So that's Trainer Chick, and then Kim, so two Ks at AOL.com, and I'll put that in the show notes so you can find it and reach out to Kim. I would encourage you to do that and not be shy about asking Kim questions. She's very approachable. Um, has a great sense of humor, as you may have been able to tell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, if you're in this area and you end up doing some concierge workouts with her, she'll be smiling at you the whole time, and you'll feel like you haven't worked out at all, and then you will walk out and four hours later go, oh, my God, what just happened to me? <laughs> And many people have said that. Yes, they have. I it's... talked to a retired um, cop who told me, he's kind of not wanting to work out with you. You humbled him. He says, I don't know, she's kind of tough, and you don't know it until you feel crippled. And I said, he goes, okay, I'm overreacting, but it's a hard workout, and you don't know it because she just talks to you. So that's a kind of a compliment. Yeah, I, I really enjoy And I like working, um, I've worked with a lot of uh, law enforcement. They use uh, hundreds of pounds of weights and all this kind of, you know, the manly man stuff, and I'll put them on a physio ball. And you want to talk about a cop crying, you know, not literally, but I mean, you know, whining. Uh, it's just hilarious because, you know, you can get a great workout with a ball of air. You know, I mean, it's just a ball with air in it, right? Sarah, you've been on that ball. I have been, yes. and I'm thinking, <laughs> I think it might have been right at the same time he was commiserating with me, and I'm thinking, <clears throat> yeah, I know what that means. It's just surprising. But I would encourage folks who even if they're not in this area, to reach out to you and find out how to connect with someone in their own area. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, when you've got the physical stuff going on, it does engage your brain differently, your body chemistry changes, mm -hmm. and things that might have seemed tough seem a little less so. Well, and then, you know, you as we age, the, the big thing um, I learned when I went to a trainer summit conference years ago was um, all I was about was just heavy weights and I wanted the bodybuilding and all that and and I met um, a couple of master trainers who said you need to step out of the box and use this physio ball and a little mini ball little Pilates ball and and do all these things and I kind of just looked at them with a raised brow like people look at me when I approach them with all of these things 
And I said, okay, well, I've never been that sore in my life. And it was just so amazing to apply different, you know, uh, balls and, and, and weights and, and uh, things that work our core so differently. And, and also what I was taught is I, I met with a master trainer who uh, said, you know, Kim, what I see are a lot of cookie-cutter trainers on the floor, and most of them do the same identical workout, whether it's a male, female, young, old. And I kind of looked around and I said, yeah. And he says, and you do things differently, and I kind of like that about you. But the thing I, I would focus more on is you need to make sure that any senior person does some balance challenge exercises. Because what happens as we age, too, you lose your balance. And so I thought, you know, I've had all these wonderful master trainers and people I've uh, pulled information from, and everything they said was true and then some. And the amount of the workouts are incredible. And you don't need hundreds of pounds of weight. You really don't. So I'll let my listeners know how we're doing as you've now <laughs> transitioned to home where there is no hundreds and hundreds of pounds of weight. It's mm-hmm. just all subtle and um, surprising. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. so. so Kim, thanks so much for um, sharing your wisdom with us. And when I look at the pictures of the flood and your house and just recognizing that in one instant your whole life changed right. in the past 20 years, how it has yet changed and evolved all for the better again, Yes, it's an inspiration to me and I know it will be an inspiration to those who hear this interview and learn from you. Well, I also think um, there's that old saying, uh, every dark cloud has a silver lining. And that's something, you know, has always stuck in my mind ever since the flood. And, I mean, I couldn't be happier where I am today um, in my life and everything that's going on. So thanks for the interview. And I hope I can reach out and help some other people, whether they live in this area or not. Please contact me, and um, I'd love to chat with you. Great, and I'll let you know when this goes live. So we can let your friends know also. All right. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. So that's it for this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out to more people just like you who want to live a no-labels, no-limits life. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.